Welcome everyone to the Anthony and Todd Show, a weekly podcast that critiques and memes music. I'm your host Vincent, aka Sonic the Hedgehog Citadel, and I'm Probably joined by my better than the movie. What? Probably will be better than the movie. I don't know. People in my film class yesterday saying the movie is probably going to be really solid, and I was really confused. It's not. Here's the. <laughs> I'm just like I this don't... is it. Is it a film? I'm going to go on a little mini film rant right now. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog design was it was a bit ninety five percent certain it was just a marketing ploy because you do one really garbage tier design and you put that in a otherwise bland stupid mediocre trailer suddenly people aren't talking about how your movie looks stupid they're talking about how bad your design is so then you fix the design and then everyone's like oh well the design's fixed all the problems are solved forgetting the fact that the trailer itself if you were just to replace Sonic in that trailer, it's still a shit trailer. It's a bad trailer, nonetheless. I don't give a shit how many redesigns of Sonic you do. And now people feel obligated to go see the movie because they complained enough and got the design fixed. It's a marketing ploy. I don't give a shit. The movie was going to be bad to begin with. I didn't care if the design was also like an atrocity to my eyes. I'm not going to go see the movie. I wasn't playing on it originally. Now we have to. I'm not going We're to. We're going to have no, to. You that. made me see Cats. Now we have to see Sonic. Look, Cats, is, Cats is a special situation. Oh and I'm joined by my ever tentative co-host, my best friend, my pal, my amigo, my fr- Drew, my friend who's going to take me to see Sonic the Hedgehog. Fuck you. Jonathan. A.K.A. Dave Batista's Psychodrama. That's a good one. I hate that one. This is episode... I'm, I'm writing my own AKs from now on. No, too bad. This is episode 122 of the Anthony and Tacho, an episode we would like to call 2019 Catch-Up. 2019 ketchup and 2019 mustard yeah <laughs> so today we're just gonna do uh i don't like mustard though can i have 2019 mayo no fuck you Aww. uh today we're going over uh albums that were critically acclaimed that we missed from last year we did our list just three weeks ago or something like that yeah. the lines of that and we're uh, there's anything super new most new releases come out on friday so there's anything for us to bite our teeth into yet so we're gonna go over some albums we uh missed throughout the year missed or purposely kind of ignored <laughs> <laughs> and uh time to uh those uh, time not time to review them yet but uh those albums are laguna ignotas caliuga caligula caligula thank you i can't read i never I know. mind uh dave's psychodrama lightning bolt with sonic the hedgehog citadel and fontaine's dc with dugro dogro dogro dugro dugro do a barrel <laughs> these jokes are certified unfunny yep. uh before we start you can follow the anthony and todd show on social media at twitter instagram and facebook at anthony and todd you can find us at youtube.com forward slash the anthony and todd show and you can find us on Podbeam, app podcast google play podcast spotify by searching the anthony and todd show in your favorite podcast service Without any further ado, time to go over the latest, yeah, still latest, but last year's Lingua Ignota album, Caligula. 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 Yeah, it's Caligula. I just, Caligula. it's one of those circumstances. Caligula. Yeah, I, I know, but it's one of the circumstances where I, I can't read it. I can say it. Caligula. But, like, when I read it, it messes me up. Yeah. So, Just yeah. don't read. Ever. Ever in your life. I can't read these show notes, so you're going to have to read them for me. Oh, okay. Nah, I'm I'm good. Uh, Christian Hader, a.k.a. Lingua and Loda, is an industrial experimental artist from Rhode Island who's classically trained, who is a classically trained multi-instrumentalist, which I didn't hear anything about her until this album with uh, glowing reviews from The Needle Drop, and also Instagram was really hyping this album for me. Music Instagram was really hyping this up for me, so like... I don't know. 
continually seeing this album referenced as one of the greatest albums last year that we didn't check out. It currently stands at number nine on albumoftheyear.org for the best albums of 2019 with an 88 average from seven reviews. And uh, this album is... I feel like with only seven reviews, there has to be a thing to change the formula a little bit because like, it needs to like factor in like the more reviews you have somehow. Cause, like, that's what IMDb does. Like in terms of like their top twenty two hundred list, yeah. Like things, I feel like they need to. You can have it where it's set to like twenty, yeah. But like that, like it cuts out a lot of albums, yeah. So like it's weird. Um, so these are like a minimum of five reviews. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the way I left it. How it's default in albumtheyear.com. But this album, uh, going into it, I thought it was gonna be an industrial album. Actually, it's more of an experimental, dark pop album. I think I with elements of contemporary classic, contemporary classical, but more experimental. I, I don't know what you would with some elements of noise, but not really. I don't know. It's pretty much just a classic, like super classic medieval gospel track, like in terms of like Gregorian chanting, but with actual words, and like. Random so, let's get this up. Screaming let's moments. get this up front. We have two different inflections of this album. Impressions yeah. of this album. I like it. I think it's good. I think it's okay. Like I don't hate the album. I just it's not something that I feel is worth investing the full length of the album into. I I think so. Basically, the premise of this album, going into some very minor research of Kristen's life, is a very uh, very long uh, history of abuse. And just hearing a little description of it, it's very uh, prevalent that this album is a lot about abuse, being mistreated, pain, uh, anger, you want to vengeance, wrath, not only at people who have abused you or people who have wronged you, but like God and existence, why you feel this way. It's a lot of emotions balled into one. I think this thing is sonically just taking place in hell or a hell that she has devised for herself or hell she thinks she's mentally in. Uh, I think it's a lot of pain. I think I love how it switches between really quiet sounds and really loud, boundary-breaking, world-shattering distortion on this thing. I think it, it manages the space pretty nicely for what it is. I think this is one of the albums that I'm not going to listen to every day, but it's one of those albums I think is sonically just interesting. It's yeah, and like that's what I was saying. Like it's it's interesting. It has an interesting dynamic between like classical sounds and more industrial modern sounds. But the thing is that like it hits the same notes repeatedly. Like, it's the same clash almost every single time. It's the same sudden switch between the quiet and the loud every single time. And I get, like, the themes of this album, and, but, like, that's something that Shushu touches on very frequently, too, is Jamie Stewart's history of abuse. But it's, they touch on it in different ways throughout, not only, like, the various albums, but, like, within the same album. I think she touches it on different ways through themes. Well, like, themes, yeah, but, like, in musically, like, Jamie Stewart can do the same, like, he's done things like this in tracks before. But you can also just put them into like almost like a, a self-pitying sound and a self-pitying space for like even when you're touching on the same themes but like of a different perspective, he changes the music to go with that different perspective. And that's I think my main critique of this album is that while the themes I understand and they're like dark and they're mm. sorrowful, the notes that they hit musically are too constant. It's a listen that like after 
10, 15 minutes of, I'm just kind of tired of hearing the music because I've heard the same thing over and over again. And like, I get why it's there, but it doesn't necessarily make for a good full listening experience. I, there's something I want to compare this to, but, um, like a film S, but I can't really think I, I want to say Begotten. Begotten, I, I think I like this way more than Begotten. I just... I mean, that's a good comparison, because I also grew tired of Begotten. But Begotten, the, the, I, I think, well, even you have to say, this isn't 90 minutes of being dragged. There's more, there's more switches up. <laughs> there's, there's more switches. <laughs> but it's... I, I, I think... Uh, and this has way more ideas than Begotten. Begotten, it was more just experimental... The God had some religious allegory yeah, on there. But it was this has more themes than the gun. I don't know. I feel like I think it's Spartan. I though. think its themes are more definitive and like blatant than Begotten. I think it's very like I think Begotten has probably the same amount, if not more, themes in this, but it's so fucking buried beneath surrealist nonsense that it's hard to figure out what the themes are. So you just assume there's only like one or two themes. Well it, I don't like, want to talk about Begotten more, but no. like yeah, I can kind of see that. Um, because it's easier to it's easier to talk about Begotten if you just barely break it down to like, oh, this is just a creation story yeah. allegory, and ignoring the whole like mistreatment of the earth, yeah, the humanity oh, yeah. like raping God, basically. Yeah. Like, it, if you try to just boil it down to one simple thing, it's a lot easier to talk about Begotten yeah. because there's just too much shit going on. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I like the soundscape. I'm trying to think of another example to film, but I can't really think of a film that I only really want to watch once. Uh, and never. I can't. But like a good film that I only oh, want. Yeah. I still can. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a one that's a good comparison for this. Hard to be a god, probably. Yeah. Be a good one. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. long, it's dark, it's painful to sit through because of what it is, and it's technically good. It's very good. But you don't want to sit for. I think again. Stalker is another. I love Stalker. I'd I love, gladly sit for that again. I, I think I need Tar- to at some point. I, just, I think I just love Tarkovsky though. Why are we talking about films so much? Because it's the like music it's podcast. there's there's a there's a a connection I wanted to make yeah. between it, this is not an album you're gonna play every day, yeah. and like there's we we touched on this before. This isn't a, a new idea, no. but it's 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 a certain type of experience that is very cinematic mm-hmm. and very just like. An experience more than just like listen to this in your car. Yeah, this is and like the first time I did listen to it, I did the whole album and I thought it was good. But every time I tried to re-listen to it, I just got tired of it faster. See, faster. I listened to this once. I have no intention of re-listening to it. I try to re-listen to everything <laughs> that we review because I'm like you. I'm committed. I'm dedicated. committed. <laughs> so, but I, like, I think certain things have they're just made for that initial experience. I think so too. Like but cats, I don't think. <laughs> Fair. Actually, cats. I would re-see. I would gladly rewatch. Cats. <laughs> I would rewatch cats. But like, even like films that are like the what you're saying, like, oh, they're only supposed to be experienced once. I still rewatch them. I think a piece of art that you can't revisit is kind of inherently worse than a piece of art that you can revisit. No, but like part of this reason I don't want to revisit this. It just hurts. I know it hurts. It just. Like, it so just. Does... And there's like it hurts, but there really isn't an out. Like that's the thing. It's like. It's going through this. It's just pain and this wrath for vengeance and like needing something but not receiving it and just having this like void and trying to fix what the void is. But like there isn't like super catchy hooks. There isn't like 
like even with Girl a Basket of Fruit, which we reviewed recently, which is like yeah. like it goes into dark subjects, but like that has just like completely like different experimentalism. Yeah. This is it it is pretty much the same, but it also I think is very well polished for what it is. Yeah, I think you like, censor classical training really fucking yeah, well. I'm not saying anything here is like well polished, I'm just saying that it's not a full it's not an experience that earns the length of itself. I think it, I think this would be if you were to cut this down by like probably 10, 15, 20 minutes, it'd be still just as good, just as powerful, but it doesn't feel like it's overstaying its welcome. Yeah, but I also I can make a devil's argument argument saying that it's kind of that's the point is of it's just lingering and it's just, just in the thick of it. And you can like, but that's just the same argument again too. Whenever we talk about like a film like Bagat, yeah, like well it's boring and it stays forever. It's like well that's the point. It's like well is that a just because that's the point doesn't make it necessarily well, Begotten, good. Begotten wasn't that wasn't the point, was it? it I don't remember. I feel like it kind of was, especially with the dragon scenes. I don't think it what was it. I don't. Yeah. Or like. But on more point was like the experimentation when dealing that stuff. It wasn't more like this. Uh, maybe some of the, like the longer stuff when it was like the rape scene, like that yeah. being on screen, that had more of a point. This is more just stylistically just yeah. supposed to put her in the same place. It's supposed to more put you in the place where she is. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm simply trying to provide my counterpoints. Yeah. I don't hate this album. That's not a fit. I'm not dismissing this album as like a good piece of artwork. It is a good piece of artwork. I just think it's a good piece of artwork that could be trimmed down by quite a bit. Good comparison in terms of what I'm saying about the length. Um, Apocalypse Now. Fucking great movie. I've never seen it. It's fucking fantastic. However, there's a version of Apocalypse Now that's like an hour longer and it sucks. <laughs> because sometimes a good thing needs to be have its fat trimmed off to be truly great. Like, the, the Apocalypse Now Redux I, I get that. sucks. I hate it. Because it's just all the added shit is... It just makes it too long. But, like, in this, I don't really see there's anything that really separates it. And it almost only adds in a way. And it's like, we're going to disagree on this. I'm just yeah. saying what I feel. I think more. I want to kind of touch upon some moments. These are supposed to be kind of, like, more reactionary reviews this week. Because, yeah. like, I didn't. I don't think this is supposed to be super long. I really enjoyed this album, though. Uh, I enjoyed the first listen. Every yeah. time I tried to re-listen to it, it's just... I, I got less for, deep into the album before I gave yeah. up again. I think there's themes of kind of the idea of uh, a weird sense of codependency or Stockholm Syndrome at times. Mm. With lines like, how do I break you? Or before you break me on... Do you doubt me, traitor? Uh, there's a weird uh, need for vengeance and also a, 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 a weird sympathy towards uh, serial killer Eileen uh, War Warmanos. War Did you have it on here? So like, oh, right there. Yeah. Oh, I have no fucking War idea. Warmanos, and uh, it's talking essentially how she emphasizes with a serial killer because they went through a similar type of abuse, and that's it's pretty. It, yeah, it gets pretty dark, and uh, there's a lot of lines. Uh, frequent is many flowers crowned. Uh, that talks about how God only knows her sorrow, and from she all she learns is uh, men are all brothers, and brothers only love each other. Uh, and then talking about this essentially just bloodlust, the, the bitter blood of many foes sustains me, and the heavy is my hammer swinging round. And soft are their throats, and soft are their skulls. Just essentially, just vengeance. Yeah. This is the justification of the vengeance. 
it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. I could go into more, but uh, I, I think the last line on I Am The Beast sums it up. All I want is boundless love. All I know is violence. She's been shown so much pain that all she knows is is pain. And it's it's really depressing. Yeah. And I hope she is in a better place after making this because she deserves to be happy. Yeah. And she's hope- making good music, so... I hope she's doing better. I can't really be nicer than that. I I really like this thing. I think it's good. I think it's good. I just, again, I think it's too long. I think it needs a couple more switch-ups musically. Yeah. Um, um, one thing I forgot to mention, it also uh, it, it samples and triplates uh, Henry Parcel's music from for the funeral of uh, Queen Mary, which uh, Wendy Carlos used in Clockwork Orange. Oh. Yeah. So, I you like this album. Yeah. Now I like Wendy Carlos's version better because the it's just more iconic. The yeah. synthesizers. I just I just think it's incredible. But I this mean, is pretty you, good you too. You also are basically fucking you jerk off the fucking Clockwork Orange every day. How much you? I actually this, so. don't. I don't. You emotionally jerk off the Clockwork Orange every day because of how much you love that film. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you mind little scores if you tell me this right now. Phone. I like it out of ten. Yeah, I, it, it's pretty good. Out yeah. Of 10. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. And we're going to move forward into the psychodrama. Time to go over the latest. Uh, yeah, probably still is the latest Dave album. The most notable Dave album last year, if he released anything else. I don't know. Uh, Dave's psychodrama. Dave is a British rapper, singer, songwriter, and pianin- pianist. And he. Uh, it almost sounds like you're trying to say penis right pe- there. He's a British rapper, singer, songwriter, and, and penis. penis. <laughs> And uh, he dropped this album, Psychodrama, last year, which follows the narrative of a therapy session and is essentially supposed to be this kind of like unwinding of his consciousness in a sense. Which, I mean, that's cool and all, but... Uh, I, we'll get into I've, it. One thing I've always felt the need when I heard this album was, Tyler, the creator, already did it on Goblin. And it sucked. <laughs> Uh, it's not like a new concept. No, this is means. nothing new. Uh, it features production from Dave, Fraser T. Smith, 169, One Mind, Kyle Evans, J5, Nina Rogues, and TSB. It won the Mercury Prize. It's listed number seven of albumoftheyear.org. It has 80, a average score of 88 from 10 reviews, and it became the most streamed first week British rap album in the UK with a total of 23.6 million streams. And, uh, yeah, slow tie was better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what is this album? Uh, it again goes into this narrative of therapy session. It's kind of him unwinding his consciousness, going to some areas of uh, trauma or, uh, going to concepts of abuse or mental health. Racism is a big theme. Uh, yeah. On the track black for sure. And environment. Uh, yeah. Environment's Throughout more, this whole album, environment's more about, uh, abuse of the, culture yeah. of the music industry yeah yeah um but it's also kind of dealing with like the whole like um the like the line like you actually have like where i'm from everybody wants to make it out but nobody wants to see somebody make yeah. it out the idea that like i don't know if you call it, like internalized racism but more of just the idea that like these groups of people have been like so being down that like how painful it is to like see somebody make it when so many have to be left behind yeah. because that's just what society kind of just fucked over and yeah resulted in uh I I think Dave he is pretty talented overall. I think he has a decent voice. I think he has a decent flow. I think he's doing some good curation on here. He's working with producers that match him well. Yeah. There's some nice uh 
good sense and some good like warped instrumentation that really fits him super well on this mm. uh he's got uh great features that only complement him nothing from the production of the features really takes him back no really the biggest problem is his songwriting yeah that is the that is the biggest thing like there isn't enough stakes on a lot of this album yeah this whole album and like he had like you say he has a good voice has a good flow he doesn't change that flow that often yeah he's kind of hits a stride and then just kind of stays in that stride doesn't try to change it too much he doesn't take enough risks and i think that's kind of the whole issue of this album is that it's not a risky album yeah it's not a album and like even like said like it won the mercury prize like it's a pretty safe pick for that kind of like a big stream award like slow tie super confrontational straight up called the queen the c word on this <laughs> fucking album like Obviously, not a super safe pick. Idols, they're a punk band. Obviously, they're going to be a little more confrontational than most people would probably like. Again, not a safe pick. Black Midi, experimental. Black Midi, super experimental. Fucking released a weird-ass fucking diss track of Ed Sheeran (laughs) that made no goddamn sense and seemed more like they were just taking a shit in a music studio. (laughs) That's what they were doing. Then, like... Obviously not a safe point because Black Mage is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and then like Little Sims is a little bit more confrontational with yeah. a lot of the themes she's going after. And yeah. I think um, this is just way more safe. Yeah, uh, it's way more pop based, uh, more yeah, like contemporary R and B based at times. Like you got tracks like Voices, which are just like super clean and polished. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're put in between two darker moments on this album, so yeah. it's just completely like why is this here you got moments like purple heart where he's pretty cheesy um but he he has an okay flow and some lines i think the most notable thing that showcases both the dynamic of kind of sentimental but also like terribly cheesy is you're a gem and i even talking about the star sign you're my superstar you're my wishing to a shooting star after hours you're my movie star pop star i've got you singing like a rock star mccartney she's interstellar like jupiter Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. Um, Which, oh my god. The fact that the only time you rhymed something with star that wasn't just star star, again was you mispronouncing a word. Yeah, so it's pretty cheesy. There's some sentiment in it, but it's mostly just trash. Um, And like, even the tracks that are covering like more serious themes on it. They're not the most depthful things in these Some of them are pretty bare bones explanations. The super basic safe opinions on them the, just, i don't know i think the thing that takes the most risk on this is the track leslie which yeah. is he's talking about uh this girl who is pregnant and her ex-boyfriend leaves her eventually gets back together and then he he she discovers him cheating mm. and he just beats the shit out of her mm. and she is left in this mess and it's essentially him, uh, Dave, coming to the trauma is like, I will never know what this type of scenario will be like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't shouldn't be talked about. Yeah. And it goes more beyond just like a story or a song, which I think is nice. Yeah, that's it, probably the best moment on this in terms of like actually like diving into it seems a little more. Yeah. It's like actually trying to make a more solid point and it's not even like just a point about the idea but like a point about like the fact that people need to talk about it who aren't directly affected but also have to recognize your separation from these issues like these are things that will never directly affect you so you can't 
talk for these people, but you can help yeah. talk with them. Yeah. Um, I think Black is has enough stakes to it. Mm-hmm. I think he goes into issues uh, about Black and what being Black is. And uh, I like the lines, Black is pain, Black is bol- joy, Black is evident. Black is so much deeper than just African-American. The blacker the berry, the sweeter juice alluding to Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, a kid dies, the blacker the killer, the sweeter the news. And if he's white, you give him a chance. He's ill and confused. If he's black, he's probably armed. You see him and shoot. Yeah. So there's poignancy to it. Yeah. I think he... he but the poignancy is like they're too few and far between yeah for like every like moment of poignancy you have a bunch of moments of just yeah not nothing really saying a lot and why why i think tracks like location with burner boy and disaster with jay hoss aren't anything to shake a stick at the chemistry he has with those artists is pretty nice yeah the, like every, all the chemistry in this is good the production's good the flow's good it's a little same samey from yeah. the whole album um, how he how he uses the therapist sketch. I'd rather have something that ties the album all yeah. together than it not being there. Even though it's a cliche. Even though it almost seems a little reductionary at the end. He's like, well, you're you're better now. Have a have a good life. Yeah, and it also em- I think like, also it emphasizes the fact that like even it, this album doesn't have stakes at certain points yeah. because he just seems like. He, he what he's what he's describing he feels yeah. and what he's describing his environment and himself is like are two completely separate things yeah. like they don't like this is down here and this is like up here like you're not giving us yeah. why you feel this way and sometimes there isn't but you're not explaining it like that yeah. way you're making it seem and it yeah and it's just it seems too easily solved yeah especially like the therapy like what i'm saying is like he he comes in there he talks about his problems for like an hour well you're good to go have a good life you know you're done you'll need me anymore it's like i went through counseling as somebody who's like counselor told me that i was like okay you can go his response wasn't you're good to go you're gonna be fine for now i was like okay you're good for now you'll probably make it for a little while but if you need to come back you probably are gonna have to come back and like oh he's like yeah you're not gonna be good forever yeah um I think that's all I really gotta say. I think there's some weird choices and layout on here, but only a couple. I think the curation's pretty decent. His flow's pretty decent. He needs more switch ups with it, but it's pretty good. I think he has potential. Um, but this is just safe. This yeah, is safe it's release. Safe. It's just it's there's nothing bad with it. Um, yeah, it's nothing bad. It's just it's way too safe. There's so many better albums that could have won the Mercury Prize. Yeah. That's yeah. my main complaint of this. Is that it? It won because it was so safe. Yeah. Um, keep in mind those scores, if you tell me to know this, this is a five plus. Yeah, five, six. Yeah. Six. I'll give it a six. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. And we're going to move forward to Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Time to go over the latest Lightning Bolt album, Sonic Citadel. Citadel. Featuring the Hedgehog. No. <laughs> featuring Shadow. Yeah. Uh, Lightning Bolt is an American noise rock duo featuring uh, Brian... Chippendale on drums and vocals Isn't and that like a restaurant. It's or the like strip a, club. It's, oh, is it? It's the yeah. It's the strip club for women. Oh, well, that, is that what Chippendales is? Yeah, Chippendales. Well, I've always heard like Chippendales, but I never like took the time or the concern <laughs> to like look up what it was. I don't. Was. I, I don't think they exist anymore. Oh, do they not? No. I don't know. Uh, and then Brian Gibson on bass guitar. They've been around for twenty five years, and I've never been uh, introduced to their music before. But reading a little bit on them, they do have huge and. Ind- influence on the noise rock genre yeah um this is their seventh studio album and it currently ranks 162 on album of the year.org from 70 uh with a 
average of 79 from seven reviews. And uh, this is another one of the albums I heard a lot on Twitter this year about towards the end. Uh, Anthony Fantano put on his top 50 albums yeah. of the year. And uh, I, this okay. thing is sonically uh, a fever dream. I didn't... In this, in this, it's like it's sonically like a lot, but like I don't know. It's I think not noisy enough to be a favorite. We talked about this uh, off camera, but I think this thing's lacking texture. Yeah, well, it has texture. They just didn't fucking mix it well enough to give the texture. It's, it's like the like same proper. texture. It, uh, yes and no. So my main complaint of this as a noise album is that it's not really a noise album. Pretty much throughout this entire thing, you have. Pretty basic metal-based guitar riffs, just more distorted. It's it's very riff-heavy. It's very guitar riff-heavy, but a lot of distortion. And then it's just a fucking drummer who just won't shut the fuck up for like two seconds, just going fucking ham half the time. But that's not noise. That's not what noise is inherently. Noise isn't just a bunch of really distorted riffs. It's a lot more complicated than that. Which is why I think this fails as a noise album. And in, in a way, I guess, as an album as a whole, is its main failure is that it doesn't commit to anything, really. It commits to something, but what it's committing to is just pretty generic, done, deaf guitar riffs. And just doing them really, 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 really loud and distorted. Which is interesting. It creates an interesting like soundscape of like I guess kind of chaotic. It, no, this but thing it's just not seems even that chaotic. This thing just like sonically is just like never ending. Yeah, and it just feels like I'm just in this weird like fever dream. Mess. First, I didn't care for it. Yeah. First, listen, I didn't care for it. It reminded me a lot of the problems I had with in in a certain way with King Gizzard's Murder of the Universe, mm-hmm. which uh, that album uh, minus the shitty spoken word bits but like it sonically just would not fucking stop yeah this just would not just keeps on going feels like a live set just just keeps on going like it doesn't even do it in an interesting way like odoboke beaver yeah odoboke beaver is like odoboke beaver had like time switches yeah and that's what i was saying it's like odoboke beaver like has like these insanely loud guitars and drumming like combined and this like chaotic noise but like instead of just hitting like that super like chaotic bit and then just keeping it and then just keep going with it for like a really long fucking time they would like constantly be changing up and creates this actual chaotic soundscape that still like overwhelms you and keeps you in it whereas this is like it's really loud and in your face and abrasive but it goes on for so long you just kind of get used to it and it doesn't have really an impact anymore because you're just like oh that's what you're doing uh, and you did the change up that I expected again after yeah. like five minutes. Though. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. I expected this. And then like, oh, the drummer's just fucking slamming the shit out of his snares again. Yeah. I think if I saw this live, it would be way more impressive. Yeah, this would be a super <laughs> impressive album live. Um, <laughs> That's one thing I got yeah. from the first listen that I think continues on to the second. Yeah, this is this is one of those bands that I feel like... It reminds me a lot of like... Some of the problems I have with this is it reminds me of a lot of problems I have with last John Times 2 album. Is I just feel like they get a lot out of two people. Yeah. They get a lot of sound out of two people. Um, but at the end of the day, I just think there isn't a ton there. There's there's a lot more to John Times Dude in this album. I'll say that. At least this specific album, not the band as a whole. John Times Two, their last album, had at least like a lot of like more different aspects of their songs. Like they would hit different parts of like garage punk and they like it's still garage punk, but you're always going to have these same like limitations that like, if you try to stay within the garage punk genre, like there's not a lot you can do, but at least they like tried to hit the full range of it. Whereas this is like, well, 
This is our little tiny little section that we're going to be in. And we're never going to change. We're not going to deviate from it yeah. throughout the whole album. And let's just say about the textures, like... It's not, it's missing texture. It has these textures, but they're not mixed in properly. Like, I'm like my fifth listen of this album, because I listen to this one a lot, because like, I wanted to like it because I like the band. <laughs> I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. I finally started picking up these tiny little like weird bits going on in the mix, but they were just too low that I pretty much always missed them because yeah. the fucking drum was so goddamn loud. Yeah. All of the interesting parts of this album are taking place in like the guitars and like these lower little bits in the mix, but the fucking drummer has this goddamn like snare so goddamn loud in this fucking album that overpowers like every other part of this thing. That's what your focus is like constantly stuck on. Yeah. And it's probably the least interesting part of this album. Uh, Comparing this, like, last noise album reviewed girl band, girl band was all texture. Girl it was band like, was, it was completely different textures. Yeah. Every new track had a different texture it, to and it. And it was so, like, over, like, it, this album is, like, overwhelming, but, like, it's overwhelming just because it's loud yeah. and distorted to hell. But girl band is overwhelming because, like, it sounds feel all encompassing. They yeah. feel like you're actually surrounded by the sounds in a Sonic Citadel, yeah. which is what this wanted to be, <laughs> but failed. Yeah. This one's the Sonic the Hedgehog Citadel. Yeah. It's just. And then, like, vocal, like, I guess one thing I will give this album is this is the first time I was actually aware there were vocals if I was just being told there were vocals. I, I think the vocals do enough. They're good. Yeah. It and reminds of me the- of the frontman from, um, oh, fuck, I just had it in my head. New Metal. Um, not Limp Biscuit. Uh, good New Metal. Oh, fuck. System of Down. Okay. Yeah. Frontman from that. It's like I can't that, remember his name. For but, like, in all the previous albums, like, the vocals were so lowly mixed. Half the yeah, time I wasn't even yeah. aware there were vocals on there. This time, I can actually tell there's vocals. Still can't understand what the fuck they're yeah, saying. Yeah. But they need to... If they if you want vocals to actually be a part sometimes, of your music... Because sometimes vocals, they can be there as, like, an instrument. They don't really need yeah. mean anything. But, like, I don't know. I when you we, have track titles like USA as a psycho and... um. Well, mainly that one. Yeah. But, like, I actually read the lyrics, and, like, there actually are, like, meanings to these lyrics. Like, it's not just, like, gibberish and nonsense. Like, there's actual, like, points to the mm. lyrics. If you're gonna put points to your lyrics, make you the lyrics... Emphasize them, like, yeah. I didn't read the lyrics. Hear. I didn't hear them a lot. It was just more yeah. the noise and the effects. Yeah. I liked his voice. I Mine kinda, was more just curiosity. Like, what the fuck is he even talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, because I don't... Like, it's not like a girl band where it was so fucking weird and psychotically, like, just all over the place. I couldn't tell who he was talking about just because it was so absurd. This was like, what is he talking about? Because I can't fucking understand what he's saying. Uh, I like this. I think it's a fun experience. I think more people will get more out of this than us. Probably. Like, here's the thing. I love Noise. This album you think would be tailor-made for me. And I enjoy it purely on a, like, I love Noise aspect, even though this isn't, like, good Noise. Um, and I, I like loud music. I like abrasive guitars and heavy drums, but like, there's a lot better albums from these genres that you can go listen to. Yeah. Only listen to this if you're just want to hear every single fucking thing that's in this genre right yeah. now. Um, feeling like a, uh, keep in mind that all scores if you tell me this right now, this is a, a six. Yeah. Six. A five. Uh, all right. Um, I like, I like Dave a lot more than this album. You like Dave Batista? Dave Batista. What did I give Dave? Five? You gave Dave a five. Five this, to six. This I is, gave Dave a solid six. Yeah, I think that makes more sense. Six, yeah. This is probably better than Dave. Yeah. Because Dave had problems. 
Yeah. Dave, yeah. I'm I'm not going to overthink it. The scores are futile and meaningless. They don't yeah. mean anything. I don't know why I'm overthinking it. Yeah. You know, also stop wish thinking. you also wish I could stop thinking about this the Spontane's DC album. Dogrel, Dougal, Driggle, Drugrel, 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 Dogrel. Please. It's Dogrel, I think. Yeah. But um yeah. Uh, Fontaine's DC, Dublin post-punk band that was overhyped. Uh, I kept on seeing their name popped up. Yep. And uh, I would hear singles and I'd fall asleep. <laughs> they literally didn't seem interesting. No. They have no flavor. They are the most toothless post-punk band I've heard in a while. Yeah. Which isn't, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if they weren't hyped up. Yeah. If this wasn't. And here's the, I want to say something. And this might be a controversial statement. I don't give a fuck. I, I feel like I know why this band got so much hype that they did. Why? Because they are the band hipsters can fucking jerk their egos off to about how fucking weird their musical taste is without actually having to put any effort into listening to something that's actually weird. Because it's the same basic like post-punk guitar riffs and drums that you hear fucking over and over again. For me, it's bass. From, the bass is yeah. what kills me on this album. Yeah. Because it's the same throughout. Yeah, like I'm um, saying, like the same guitar, the same bass, the same drums, the same everything you fucking get in the same basic-ass bullshit post-punk bands who don't fucking put in any effort into their music that hipsters fucking love for some reason, but it has a weird-ass vocalist. So, boom, suddenly I'm... Is he weird? It's kind of like his weird, uh, dry-ass delivery is like a little abnormal. It just... Like, it's a... Like, sure, post-punk have always had like some drier delivery deliveries but like never this fucking monotone yeah it's just it's something it's the monotone newest band really that hipsters can jerk themselves off to monotone isn't necessarily weird like it, it's not that's what i'm saying yeah. is it's not actually weird but it's atypical enough that okay. fucking dumb hipsters can jerk their egos off well to fontaine's dc consists of carlos o'connor on guitars Cono curly also on guitars Cono deegan three on bass too many Connors. ryan chadden on vocals oh i forgot they're irish and uh tom cole on drummer on drummer on drums uh this is their debut studio album it's number three on albumyear.org with a overall of 93 from 19 reviews and this album's 11 songs 39 minutes i don't remember a lot of it it just went one year out to another uh, like halfway through this i just stopped caring yeah <laughs> there th- this Which is, is a shame because like halfway through is where I he actually starts doing some different like Roy's people. tomb gets a little bit better yeah. but I just at that point I'm just so dead inside yeah. that I don't care there's so little going on in this album that is new or interesting or memorable or good see like here's the thing this isn't bad enough to be a 93 punks yeah it isn't uh, on the it's scale not a logic of, bad it, it would never make our 10 worst albums no like I, let me I was going over some more punk examples oh. it isn't as like either on the polarizing side of good or bad as, like, a Sleeper mods. Yeah. And it isn't as compelling as, like, an Idols who have great chemistry. This band has no chemistry, by the way. No. There's, like, no nuance. I honestly kind of want to listen to 93 Punks instead of this. Yeah. Because 93 Punks is, like, at least Vic Mensa... Has I'm not going to say he tried, because in some aspects he did it. But he has... But, like, at least it's flavor. new. He has yeah. flavor to it. <laughs> and that this flavor is, is fucking garbage. white bread music. This is literally flavorless music. They didn't even put salt to season it they just fucking took a piece of chicken cooked it in the skillet and then just like here's your food here's dinner i tried so goddamn hard on this they didn't put any seasoning they didn't even fucking cook it with oil they just fucking cooked the chicken in the skillet yeah. and they called it dinner i think it's the comparison of like i don't know like it's like would you rather just sit in a void or would you rather get tooth pill a tooth pulled 
I'd rather get a tooth pulled yeah. than sit into a void. This is just a void. This is a void <laughs> album. This is an emotionless, <laughs> empty slog. And it's just sad. No, it's not even sad, because sadness is an emotion. I let my... I would let Vic Mensa pull my teeth any day over this. Yeah. This is an album that, like, started... Like, I repeatedly said we should review this album because yeah. of, like, the reviews it was getting, and I was, like, morbidly curious because every time I tried to listen to it... And then I, I would up, listen to the singles, and I'm just like, no. Yeah. And just... just why? Well, I know why. I already explained why. Yeah. Why. This is just no. empty. It's this is an empty. Like, there's nothing. It's super repetitive in its lyricism, too, especially in the hooks. Yeah. Like, it, like, it just, the only cool thing about this is on Two Real, they have cool upbringing guitars. Yeah. That just, like, kind of fade in to left to right, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but why, um, why is this band getting so much? Like, I knew this album was kind of, like, way ahead of time because I followed this band a little bit because they were constantly touring with bands that I like, like Idols and heavy lungs and like bands like that and i was like oh okay maybe this band will be good and then i started hearing the singles like oh okay well maybe the album will be good <laughs> and then like i heard the single from i was like oh okay i'm just not gonna care anymore yeah like i don't <laughs> didn't start getting rave reviews i'm like why here's the thing they're not in the bad territory to where i don't think they're gonna make ever good mute like they're not so far gone that i don't think they can't come back from this yeah. which is like which is good because i i hope they make good music one day but this is just so like toothless yeah this is just <laughs> this is the cage about cage the elephant of, of post punk punk yeah yeah this one day they can maybe pull off melophobia but until yeah. then i'll be waiting <laughs> I won't be. I actually won't either. Yeah. No. You, you caught my bluff. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It. Fuck you. Uh, and that's it. Uh, keep in mind, all scores, if you tell me it's right now, this is like a... Bleh. Yeah. Three, four? This isn't even worth giving three, a rating three, to. Three. This isn't worth a rating. This is three. It's so empty. This is Cage Elephant of post So it's three. Is that what we gave Cage Elephant? That's I what I remember. gave Cage Elephant. I don't know what you gave. I don't remember. Fucking anymore. remember your own scores. That's it for this week's episode of the Anthony and Tosh. I don't even remember what I gave. What did I give? I gave Dave a si six. And I gave, Son I gave Sonic Citadel a five, right? Let's hope so. I don't remember. <laughs> you expect to remember my own scores. You yes. remember it within the same episode. <laughs> but they're futile and meaningless. That's true. So they have no purpose. Exactly. We, just, we just say things, and hopefully they make sense to someone. Yeah. Um, and then people will review our reviews. And then we'll get into and that's it. how we become famous. And that's how we get into a super meta. Mm. Where people dissect we just, our tool We just review. need our own My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy review <laughs> to put us on the map. Because everybody hates it so much. I think much. we have like enough of those at this point. But nobody's watching. That's the key. We need to make one that's so fucking hated by everybody. We just need to give Mad Villainy like a four. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh... That's it for this week's episode of Anthony and Todd Show. If you want to follow us uh, on social media, I'm completely lost. I don't know. I'm dead. We're about to do Cats for Is It a Film? So you can tell what state I'm in. It's beautiful. <laughs> I would rather... I would rather watch Cats than listen to that Fontaine's DC I would rather album. watch Cats than re-listen to most of the albums that we just did. Honestly, yeah, because like I like that Lingua Ignota album. But like also... It's hard to listen to It's it's times. I I don't want pain like well, i'm glad bad. she made that album too bad we're doing cats you're gonna get your goddamn pain <laughs> save me from fucking uh i can't think of his names in the show notes save me from fucking uh idris elba's ass <laughs> he committed tax fraud he did oh, we'll get into that so i think i think cats is gonna go first so yeah 
cats probably already be up by the time this goes up. So uh, if you want to follow Anthony Tacho on social media, you can find us at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Anthony Todd. You can find us at YouTube.com for slash the Anthony Todd Show. You can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com for slash the Anthony Todd. You can find us at Shreelabs.com for slash the Anthony Todd Show. And uh, Patreon, or not Patreon, Podbeam, at Podcast Google Play Podcasts and Spotify. Search the Anthony Todd Show in your favorite podcast service to find us there. The best of music and film reviews. And uh, that's it. And until next time, guys, I am Vincent. I'm Jonathan. And we will see you next week. Goodbye, folks. Maybe unless, unless I die. Unless he dies from cats. Yeah. <laughs>